A word from today's sponsor. Embodia is an all-in-one platform for rehab professionals and our patients. I love using Embodia because it includes a complete practice management for charting, scheduling, billing, and online booking. Plus, Embodia has digital exercise prescription, program monitoring, secure two-way messaging, waitlist management, in-depth reporting, and so much more. As an added bonus, there's a library of continuing education courses and regular live webinars so that you can continue to learn while you build your practice. Visit EmbodiaApp.com and use the code MOMSTRENGTH to get $20 off your first month month's Tier 3 membership. Welcome to Mom Strength, a podcast and movement to empower, educate, and showcase mom strength inside and out. I'm your host, Surabi Veach, physiotherapist and fitness coach, also known as the Passionate Physio. Join me for discussions on movement, mindset, and motherhood, where we raise the bar and challenge the status quo. Get ready for expert interviews and real, honest conversations where we explore physical, mental, and emotional health. Let's celebrate the beautiful diversity and common experiences in all of our journeys. Let's do this. Hey y'all, it's Surabi Beach, and welcome back to another episode of Mom Strength. I'm so pumped to do a solo episode today. It has been a while. I have missed you, and I'm so grateful that you're listening to this conversation today. We're talking all about the pelvic floor and Kegels. Do you need to do them? Do you not need to do them? How? We're going to get into it, and I'm going to show you, I'm going to talk about visualization tools that you can use to make sure that you are actually doing a Kegel properly. And we're also going to talk about the reverse Kegel. So let's get into it. If you have heard anything about the pelvic floor, if you're listening to this podcast, or if you're new to what the pelvic floor is, let's just talk about what the pelvic floor actually is. It's a group of muscles that sit at the base of your pelvis. So if you're sitting right now between your two butt bones on the right and left side of your body, And between your pubic bone at the front and your tailbone at the back, that entire surface is covered by pelvic floor muscles. These muscles act as part of your core system. So whenever we think about core strength, we always think abs, but your pelvic floor is actually also part of your core. Your pelvic floor helps with obviously sexual function, reproduction, blood flow, and so much more. So the pelvic floor does need good strength. It needs good mobility. It needs good coordination. And, but most of us, what we think about when we think about the pelvic floor or what we're told about is Kegels. Do your Kegels. And so let's start by understanding what is a Kegel in the first place. So Dr. Arnold Kegel, who is a gynecologist in the early 20th century, was the first to quote unquote invent the Kegel. And so I hate even saying that because listen, y'all, if you walk around, if you hold your poo or pee in at times, you're essentially doing a pelvic floor contraction, aka a Kegel. And so just because this dude, this gynecologist was like, hey, let me just name it after myself because I discovered it. It just seems so self-absorbed and whatnot. And even though we call it Kegels today because that's what everyone knows it by, I just want to say right off the bat that I kind of hate that we still call it Kegels. I would like to call it something like pelvic floor muscle contractions, but of course that doesn't roll off the tongue as nicely. However, that being said, it was developed as a non-surgical approach to treat things like leakage to treat things like prolapse 
or postpartum pelvic floor weakness. Um, he just he invented this perionometer or this um, device to measure the strength of the contraction of the pelvic floor muscles and said, hey, if you do these exercises, these Kegel exercises, like all of these other issues will be resolved. So will just really strong, you know, pelvic floor muscles, like if you can crush a walnut between your vagina, it does that mean that you'll never have all those other issues? No, not at all. There are tons of people with intact strength, very good strength. We rate it on a five point scale. So five out of five is, you know, um, great strength, anti-gravitational strength. And even those people experience symptoms of prolapse, they experience leakage, they experience urgency. So just strengthening your exercises or doing more Kegels is not always the solution in managing your pelvic floor issues. And while the Kegel itself, which is a pelvic floor muscle contraction, doing many reps of it can actually be really helpful for some people, not everyone needs to do them. They are attributed to improving pelvic floor muscle strength. But that's almost like saying if I just sit here and squeeze my butt cheeks together 10 times, 30 times, 100 times a day, I'll, I'll have really strong glutes, right? And that doesn't make sense. We know that just sitting around clenching your muscles doesn't equate to functional strength. And that is why um, an exercise like the Kegel, which is just contracting the muscle, maybe holding it for a few seconds and then relaxing, that alone is just not sufficient for most functional activities like walking, climbing stairs, picking up your toddler off the floor of the mall when they're tantruming, um, you know, coughing, sneezing, running, jumping, all of those high load exercises and activities that we have to do on a daily basis. And this is where coordination of the pelvic floor is also super important. So not just the strength or can I do a Kegel? Can I contract my pelvic floor 10 times? Can I hold the pelvic floor contraction for 10 seconds? It's also, is this, are these muscles coordinating well? Are they turning... Um, are they turning on when they're supposed to? Are they a little delayed? Um, are they actually relaxing when they need to contract or vice versa? So those are the things that it actually really helps to work with a practitioner like a pelvic physical therapist like myself um, to understand how you can improve your pain, leakage, prolapse, or pelvic issues by not just doing Kegels, but by learning how to coordinate your pelvic floor, how to strengthen your whole body so things work together more effectively. So why do we need to understand what a Kegel is? It's so that you understand what the basic you know, first steps are so that when we add progressions and we add more load, your brain and your body understand, oh, it's this area of my body that I want to work with. It's, you know, I'm familiar with it. If I asked anyone, do you know where your biceps are? They'd say, yeah, it's just right here, point at their arm. I want you to be that familiar with your pelvic floor muscles. I want you to take a mirror and look down there at least once a week. If that seems like too much, start with once a month or start with just once if you've never looked and familiarize yourself with that area. Because when you can see something, especially if you can see, if you can see it and you can use that visual feedback, it's very helpful in learning how to do a Kegel. Okay, so let's get into 
what a Kegel actually is and how you're going to do it. So we've talked about what it is. Sorry, we've already talked about that. It's a pelvic floor muscle contraction. Let's talk about what a pelvic floor muscle, muscle contraction should look like. When you contract your pelvic floor muscles, which again we reviewed, is at the base of your pelvis surrounding your pee hole, which is your, your urethra, your pelvic, your vagina, which is your vagina, the canal in the middle, and your anus, which is your rectal opening where your poop comes out. So those three orifices, your periphery or your pelvic floor surrounds those. And so when you inhale, when you take a nice breath in, picture a balloon expanding in your lungs. Picture your belly softening and your pelvic floor expanding, blooming open like a flower. Okay, if that's a nice visual for you, I, I love that visual of a flower just blooming open. If you're sitting on something right now, just pop a towel or cushion, like a throw pillow from the couch underneath you. And that provides really great feedback for your pelvic floor. So you can actually feel something sitting against your vulva. And when you can feel it or when you can see it using that mirror, those are really great visual or tactile feedback strategies that we can use to help enhance your feeling of you know, awareness of your pelvic floor. So this is one of the first things I have people do postpartum or even during pregnancies to just connect with your pelvic floor, see how it feels, how it looks when you do a pelvic floor contraction, how it looks when you relax your pelvic floor. So a contraction is not just, you know, gripping your pelvic floor muscles together as if you're trying to squish a walnut between your butt cheeks. What it actually is, it's a light squeeze and a lifting up action. So think about an octopus with its tentacles dangling and your the octopus or jellyfish is moving up. So the tentacles draw up. And another really great visual cue that I love is, you know, those arcade games where you are like trying to get a stuffed animal. First of all, I have bad luck with those. Those just never work out in my favor. However, if you know what game I'm talking about, it's the claw hook that you just like claw into a stuffed animal. And if you can pick it up and you lift it, that clawing up action is the grab and lift. That's what the pelvic floor does. It doesn't just death grip sideways and try to squeeze and crush a walnut together. And that's one common mistake I find that people make is they're just gripping really too hard. Think about light grip and lift up. That's for contraction. So as you inhale, you relax and you bloom open. So it lowers and unpuckers. As you exhale, it draws up. It lifts and squeezes gently. So think about practicing that right now. We'll practice it together. And I'm going to walk you through a few different visualization cues, which I find really, really effective. So we talked about the claw hook of the arcade game. We talked about an octopus or jellyfish. We talked about a flower blooming. And if that's still not effective for you, place a finger, clean hand. Um, you can put it over your pants or underwear, or you can do it on your bare skin, whatever is, whatever, whatever feels right for you, depending on where you are right now. You can place a hand on your perineum. Perineum is the part between your vagina and your anus. Now, if you have male and anatomical parts, it's between your scrotum and your anus. And you can place your finger there. And when you inhale, you want to feel that perineal body kind of sink into your hands, sink into your fingers. When you're feeling with your hands, don't press up really hard. Just lightly hold on to that so that you feel that lowering. And as you exhale, you're going to feel your finger kind of being sucked up into your anus. That's what that's what we want to feel. Now, if you're not feeling that, please don't. It's not a cause for alarm. It just is an indication that maybe you need to practice this a little bit. You can practice this 
Maybe the easiest position for you is actually lying on your back in bed, lying on your back with your bent knees or lying on your side could be a really great position to practice this in. You can also practice this in sitting like we talked about, sitting on a cushion or on your hands and knees in the tabletop position. You can also practice it obviously in standing, but each time you add load, like, you know, from lying down to standing, standing is more load. It may make it harder for you to actually do it. So if you are not able to do it in some of the easier positions, you can still try a harder position, but it might be better to try one of the easier positions first. And easy is going to vary for each person. For some people, lying flat on their back is easiest. For some people, on their hands and knees is easiest. For some people, sitting is easiest, and so on and so forth. So you can place a hand on your perineum and practice inhale, lower pelvic floor. Exhale, lift and gently squeeze pelvic floor. That is essentially a Kegel and a reverse Kegel. A reverse Kegel is that lengthening or blooming open part where your pelvic floor lengthens. And a Kegel is the contracting part. I actually don't really like either term, um, mostly because we're naming an exercise after this random person. Um, You know, he didn't invent the exercise per se. Women or people with vulvas have been, every single person actually with a pelvic floor has probably been doing Kegels just through life. When you're walking, when you're moving, your pelvic floor muscles naturally contract. So if you are moving, if you are getting up off the couch, if you're moving around, your pelvic floor is working. One of the most common questions I get is, I don't know if my pelvic floor is working. And the simplest way to figure that out is, are you moving through life? Are you getting up Like I said, off the couch, are you getting up off the toilet? Are you lifting your kids? Are you going for walks? And is your pelvic floor able to keep your pee-poo and gas in for most of that time? Are you able to do that without, you know, things falling out of you or things really hurting? Those are all good chances that your pelvic floor is already working. Your pelvic floor is part of your core system, which means it works together with your deep abs. It works together with your diaphragm, which is your breathing muscle that sits at the base of your ribs. And it also works together with the deepest layers of your lower back muscles. So if your pelvic floor is not working, you would be just sitting there peeing yourself nonstop, right? So don't worry about the fact, you know, is it working? Yes, it is working. Now, the next question I often hear is, why don't I feel it? And this is such a simple answer that I have for you is if you're not doing enough, you're probably not going to feel it. And what I mean by that is if you're just sitting there doing a Kegel contract, relax, contract, relax. That's like sitting here clenching my butt cheeks, contract, relax. How many reps do you think I'd have to do before I actually feel soreness in my muscles or feel like, oh, that's, you know, effort that I've used? I would have to do probably hundreds of reps. And so that's why with Kegels, Especially if you are already working out or if you're already fairly active, Kegels alone might be too basic for you to actually feel any significant kind of effort happening there. It's still, again, a really useful tool as a basic kind of connection, connecting with your body, checking in to see how does it feel down there? Am I holding on to a lot of tension today because I'm stressed? You know, is my butt clenched? Is my but tucked under when I'm doing dishes or when I'm cooking because the kids are screaming for dinner and I'm stressed and it's been a long week. That's where really connecting with your pelvic floor is handy because then you can say, you know what? Oh yeah, I'm clenching my anus. My butthole is just closed right up. So I'm going to intentionally, consciously 
breathe and unclench and picture my pelvic floor blooming open like a a flower, right? Let's walk through a few other analogies that I love or visual cues that I love. So if you're listening to this and if you're going for a walk or if you're doing dishes while you're listening to this or if you're just listening to this lying on the couch, you can practice this with me. So imagine your vagina like a straw and it is sucking up a milkshake as you exhale. So as you exhale, it's sucking up that milkshake. As you inhale, is blowing bubbles down into that milkshake. So let's do this again. Inhale, blow bubbles. Exhale, suck the milkshake up. Inhale, bubbles blow. Exhale, suck the milkshake up. Now, if you're watching this podcast on YouTube, I post the video. So sometimes that visual analogy can help as well, or the visual um, guidance of my hands moving, mimicking the pelvic floor can help as well. Now, if there's another fantastic um, cue that I love, picture your vagina instead of a straw, picture it like an elevator. And you're entering the lobby, and now you want to ride up to the penthouse. And so you're just going to contract, lift, and squeeze up to the penthouse. And you're going to slowly lower yourself down, maybe down to the basement. So you're really letting go and relaxing. Remember that when you're relaxing or lengthening your pelvic floor, you don't have to bear down. It's not like you're straining there. You're just letting it open, letting it go, right? The same way as when you take a nice inhale through your nose, your belly expands. We want your belly to expand. There's a small caveat here. A lot of people, especially um, socialized as women, we are taught to suck in our bellies all the time because we are told to shrink ourselves, right? Diet culture, all the ridiculous standards. So what we learn is we learn to just suck in our bellies. And so when we're actually meant to inhale and expand and let our bellies expand, our bellies are still sucked in. So that leads to ineffective breathing all day. It leads to more tension held in the belly and more pressure on the pelvic floor all day. So this is a major cause of concern and a major cause of things like pain, prolapse symptoms getting worse or feeling worse of leakage. So most people think leaks are due to weakness, but it can also be due to too much tension being held in that pelvic floor and belly. And so when you were holding tension in your muscles all day, how effective are they going to be when they actually need to work? Right? Imagine you're holding your hands like in a tight ball all day. Then you're trying to, then somebody's trying to throw a ball at you and you're you're supposed to open it up to catch and your hands are just so tired from being clenched. Same goes for your pelvic floor. This is where drawing awareness of your pelvic floor muscles through the day can be really, really helpful. And so check in. Can it bloom open like a flower? Can you um, let that vagina, the vaginal elevator, ride down to the basement, right? Another fantastic one is imagine you're in that back of that elevator and you're in a crowded elevator and it's, you got to fart. (laughs) And you're like, I don't want to fart right now because I'm in a crowded elevator. So you're just holding your gas in. Remember that feeling? Everyone's been in a yoga class or fitness gym space and you're like, I don't want to fart right now. So you hold that in. And then when you look, when you get out and you're in safety, you breathe in, you let it go, right? So picture that letting go part. That is essentially what a reverse Kegel is. That holding the fart in is essentially what a Kegel is. And so when people say, I can't do Kegels, I just use these analogies. And they're like, oh, I've been doing them all along, right? 
Um, there are there are some people who are fully incontinent in the sense that they cannot hold a fart in, they cannot hold their poop in, they cannot hold their pee in. Um, but that is less common. And most of the clients that I work with don't have those issues, right? And so they're experiencing leakage a little bit when they cough, sneeze, or maybe more urgency where they have to go pee really often, or they sometimes don't make it in time. Um, or they might be constipated. When you're constipated, you tend to hold a lot of tension in your pelvic floor as well, or actually strain your pelvic floor when you're trying to get that hard pellet poop out. We don't want constipation, right? We'll, we'll do an entire other episode on constipation. But for now, I want you to just keep in mind that we've gone over a bunch of strategies to actually do a Kegel and also a reverse Kegel or a relaxation of your pelvic floor. We need a balance of flexibility and strength of our pelvic floor muscles. Most people just think about strength, strength, strength. And we forget that mobility is very important. And I would say estimating like 90% of my patients and clients need more flexibility in their hips and their back and their pelvic floors. And that's the thing that actually improves their symptoms. It's not, oh, I started doing Kegels and everything got better, right? That's rare. That does happen occasionally, but it's not as common. Okay, so let's see. I wanted to go over a couple more points. And that is, If you find that you, through the visual feedback of the mirror and through using your hand on your perineum or trying different positions, listening to all of these cues, you're still unsure, my idea or my suggestion for you is to try using it with movement. So research has shown that when you do exercises like the cat-cow, if you don't know what that is send me a DM on Instagram. I'm at the passionate physio. Send me an email, so to be at the passionate physio.ca and I will send you a video to the cat cow. The cat cow is a very simple yoga pose and it involves being on your tabletop position on the floor. You can also do it in standing and you're going to inhale and arch your back, looking up towards the ceiling as far as you can go, arching your back, relaxing your belly, lengthening your pelvic floor. And then as you exhale, you tuck your tailbone in, curl your chest, tuck your chin in towards your chest and curl your spine. And then you inhale, open, exhale, close, right? And you're repeating that between five and 10 times. Just doing that actually activates your pelvic floor muscles more than just sitting around doing Kegels. So if you're getting fussed over, oh, should I do more Kegels? I want you to move more. Because remember back to the beginning of the episode, I said, if you're moving through life, if you're walking, lifting that 30-pound toddler, lifting that stroller in and out of your car, carrying things, carrying a baby for, you know, an hour while they nap, your pelvic floor is working. Is it strong enough to meet the demands of your life? Mm, Maybe, maybe not, right? So that's where we need to improve the strength by actually increasing the load-bearing capacity of your pelvic floor. And that is not done through... Kegels, my friend. That is done through loaded exercise, exercises like squats and deadlifts and rows and full body movements, as well as pelvic floor strength exercises that um, are like bridges and side planks. There's so many options for you. I've just named a few right there. I go over so many in my base fitness membership. I have three tiers of that to support your goals with strengthening your pelvic floor and your body. I also have a pelvic strength workshop, an entire workshop on pelvic strength where I went over exercises to activate your pelvic floor and incorporate the pelvic floor with other movements, including similar exercises like squats and um, 
tabletop hovers and exercises like that. Now, one thing I will say is there is a difference between strength and endurance. Pelvic floor endurance might be, hmm, I'm a runner and I go for five to 10 kilometer runs and I'm really good for the first four kilometers. And then the last kilometer, I start to have pelvic symptoms. And so that could be a not necessarily lack of strength, but a lack of endurance in that pelvic floor where you're really good till about 4k and then your pelvic floor tires. It's not just your pelvic floor that fatigues, it's your glutes, it's your hamstrings, your quads, your calves, your feet, your core. So it's everything that might fatigue at that time. And so when any muscle groups fatigue, that can also increase the load on your pelvis, which might exacerbate pubic pain, tailbone pain, pelvic pain, leakage, prolapse, and so on and so forth, right? So I hope this episode helps you understand what is a Kegel, what is a reverse Kegel, which is aka what is a pelvic floor contraction, what is a relaxation, how to do it, and why you may need to do one versus the other. Essentially, if I, if it was me, if I were you, I would be doing both. And I'm not doing Kegels every day. I would be incorporating breathing exercises every day. Because as soon as you just consciously, intentionally breathe, inhale, relax that belly, expand that pelvic floor, let your ribs expand in all 360 degrees around your rib cage. And as you exhale, everything comes together. Pelvic floor lifts, abs draw in, ribs come together. Practice five to 10 breaths every between every transition during your day. Let's say you work all day sitting at a desk between every meeting you do that. Let's say you have clients all day. Between each client, you practice five breaths. Between dishes and folding laundry, you practice five breaths. Because the more often you are intentional about this and checking in with yourself, the more you're going to be aware of, hmm, am I somebody who clenches throughout the day without realizing it? Am I something who... Am I someone who breath holds or shallow breathes? What is my belly doing? Am I sucking in my belly when I'm out to lunch with that girlfriend? Hmm, weird. I don't do that with anybody else. Is that is my body speaking to me? Am I uncomfortable around this person? Am I afraid she's going to judge me? So all of these cues that we get just from checking in with our body more often through the day, that is going to be far more effective, my friend, than just doing random heels. And then beyond that, getting one-on-one support, whether it's virtual, like working with me, whether it's in person with a pelvic PT, that is one of the best ways of ensuring that you're doing your Kegels or whether you need to do your Kegels or not, because not everybody does. Um, most of my clients don't get Kegel exercises. I'll tell you that right there. And they all improve whether they have incontinence, pelvic pain, they all make improvements because not because of the Kegels they're doing, but because of the pelvic mobility and the full body strengthening that they're doing. So if you've gone to see a pelvic physiotherapist and they've given you hundreds of Kegels and it's worked for you, great. If it has not worked for you, it is not you that is the problem. I just want you to know that you might just not be getting an approach that has worked for you. So if you need support, I will leave my book with me link in my show notes. So go ahead and book a free call with me. No obligation. If you just want to chat about how working together can support you. If you live in Ontario, you can get covered by physiotherapy. If you live outside of Ontario, if you live anywhere in the world, I offer fitness coaching consults as well. Whether you're pregnant, postpartum, need support for your pelvic floor. I absolutely love what I do. As you can probably hear in my voice, I'm very passionate about this and could literally talk about this for hours. So, but we're going to wrap up this episode. 
Um, if this episode was helpful to you, if you helped you understand your body, your pelvic floor better, if you helped you understand how to do a Kegel or how to do a reverse Kegel, go ahead and share this with somebody who needs to hear it. Anyone with a pelvic floor would be great, <laughs> but anyone who's a mother, who's pregnant, postpartum, um, or anyone who works in pelvic health who maybe needs to expand their knowledge or um, awareness about visual visual cues and other strategies to help them activate their client's pelvic floors. And I'm going to wrap this up with I'm so grateful for you for listening to this podcast. This is I'm celebrating two years plus of running this podcast. And I'm, I've had so many fantastic conversations with guests. I've done so many amazing solo episodes. I'm so excited to keep going. If you have a request from me, if you're like, I really like this episode, or I really want this episode, um, send me an Instagram DM, or send me an email. And I'm so happy to hear from you. And if this episode helped, like I said, please go share this with a friend. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Mom Strength and being part of this important conversation. Check out the show notes for more info and links, and we'll chat again real soon.